Hello and welcome to Get Schooled, student stories from across Kentucky, brought to you by the Kentucky Student Voice Team. I'm Emma Nesmith, I'm the executive producer of the podcast, and I'm joined by a couple of my fellow KSVT members today. I'm Kira Pusateri, I am just kind of floating around SVT doing different things, and I am a junior at Danville High School in Danville, Kentucky, which is like a central part of the state. Hi, I'm Connor Flick. I'm the cross-organizational coordinator for the Kentucky Student Voice Team. I'm a recent graduate from high school, and I hail from the Cincinnati area. Today, we're going to talk about the experience of LGBTQ students at schools in Kentucky. Before we begin the episode, I do want to give a content warning. Because of the subject we're going to be talking about, there are going to be topics of homophobia, transphobia, and general mistreatment that will pop up pretty frequently. Um, So if that's upsetting to you or in any way triggering, please do not listen. Skip this episode. Um, Also, throughout the episode, the language we use might vary person to person, sentence to sentence. We might say queer students, we might say LGBTQ students or other terms, but generally we'll always be speaking about students who are part of the broader LGBTQIA community. So To introduce this topic, as we're probably familiar with, recently many states have proposed or passed bills pertaining to LGBTQ issues, particularly in schools. The most widely known example is probably the Don't Say Gay Bill in Florida, which bans teachers from discussing issues of sexuality and gender in the classroom. In Kentucky, we've seen the Fairness in Women's Sports Act, which would prevent transgender girls from participating in school-affiliated girls' sports teams. The bill, which passed recently, semi-recently, but was then vetoed by Governor Bashir, um, sparked a pretty big debate about the rights and experiences of queer students in Kentucky and nationwide. So today, this group is going to kind of share their perspectives as students in the school about the resources and experiences of LGBTQ students. To start off, I'd like to ask um, what type of resources, if any, your all's schools provide for queer students. These could be counseling services, Um, gender and sexuality education, student organizations, and as a follow-up to that, what more do you wish they would do? I know that our school has a um, GSA, Gay Straight Alliance Club, and I know that we do offer counseling services to anyone who asks for them, so that's good. Um, I think that we should be more open and inclusive and maybe offer some trainings for some of our teachers just about how to approach conversation and stuff like that, Um, but like as a whole, we're pretty accepting um, in school. We have a lot of students who are out in school and not at home in our like in our school building. So I think that's impressive um, for a rural community. I'll second a lot of that and say that the same is true for my own school. We have a Gay Straight Alliance, which is pretty neat. And while it'd be nice if they did a bit more, uh, the fact that they exist is quite nice and having space for students is quite nice. Uh, we have counseling services, but There's nothing really specific for LGBT students. Beyond that, it would just be nice if there was like more kind of education and more uh, kind of knowledge around it to where uh, recently one thing sticks out in my mind of like during my graduation practice, I had like two guys right behind me that like were dropping F slurs a lot, which was not fun. And so it would be nice if there was like more of a recourse for that, but 
ultimately it is kind of what it is and I'll kind of speak more to that later in the episode but it would just be nice if schools took a bit more action on being a bit more preventative about homophobia and transphobia in schools to where most students are pretty good about it but not all of them. For sure. I will say Kira and I go to the same school and um, our GSA club is like, it is a club, but it's also this weird thing our school does called club day where um, every Friday during advisory, which is a 35 minute long block, you meet with a club and you have two clubs. So the GSA club meets once a week, every other week. And a lot of the times, like, they'll cancel club day for something or another. So it's really not a super stable club, I don't think. (laughs) But earlier, I mentioned the treatment of trans students at a legislative level with the anti-trans athlete bill. And I'd like us to discuss issues happening at the school level pertaining to trans students. I spoke to a middle school student who volunteered to interview with us about this topic, and they mentioned a lot of issues with trans students in their schools. Not only does their school not have readily available single-stalled bathrooms for trans or non-binary students to use, but their school also apparently incorporated gendered hall passes, and like one is pink with a girl on it and one is blue with a boy on it, and students aren't allowed to leave class without them, and so obviously this is kind of a conundrum for non-binary or gender non-conforming students. And one thing I wonder is like, what would the actual benefit to that be? Why not just have a single hall pass um, that everyone can use? I don't know. That seemed really bizarre, but I just think it speaks to how clueless and unaware some schools are when it comes to gender and sexuality sensitivity or just how little they care. So turning to you all, I'd like to hear about the treatment of trans students at your schools. Does your school have gender neutral or single stall bathrooms? And kind of as a related question, does your school have ways for students to use their preferred name and pronouns, like in the yearbook, in their email, on their diploma? I don't think we have um, like single stall, non-gender like designated bathrooms. Um, and there is a way on infinite campus to change your name. So that's that's good, but I have heard Several teachers um, use the correct name, but the wrong pronouns. And like, I think it just kind of, there should be like, maybe like a little section that has pronouns like on the infinite campus thing, maybe whenever you first have your classes. Um, but I've also heard some teachers just comment about like, so we just change pronouns now. And like, it's just kind of a little bit of like backhanded comments. So I think maybe like a way that just gives pronouns um, like on the infinite campus website or like on the roster would be nice and other like otherwise our school does pretty well with pronouns and such um it's still kind of like up to the teacher to actually care about it I don't want to say care but like and I like enact that kind of way like of of um just that kind of whatever the word I'm thinking of is caring I guess I guess it is caring yeah but otherwise, we're, we're pretty decent as a school. Here, you kind of spoke to what I was going to talk about, to where on an administrative level, my school does pretty good, to where if you email your counselor and you're like, hey, I would like for my name to be reflected as this in Infinite Campus, like, this is what I prefer, like, they'll work with you, they will help you out, they'll make sure that you're on the roster and, like, things are set up the way that they're supposed to be. The only thing is the diploma to where your name might end up in quotes on that because technically the diploma is a legal document and so it has to have whatever your legal name is. And so if you 
haven't legally changed your name, that's more of an issue. But generally, on like a daily experience kind of basis, it's really up to the teacher on how they handle that and how well they know the student. And so sometimes, like, I know some stories of some real successes and some real powerhouse teachers that are super good about it, have never slipped up once. And some of them to where, like, even when they make some backhanded comments, uh, they still get it right every time because either they just don't know or they're just like, this is just who this person is and there's no reason to fight that. So yeah, 100%. And then there are some teachers who like are a little worse about it and struggle a little bit more. It just very much depends on who you kind of have in front of the classroom on a daily basis and sometimes just how they're doing that day. It can vary a good bit. But for the most part, I think my school does pretty well, but it really is a classroom by classroom kind of situation that can't be uniformly articulated. Yeah, I think that is kind of a general consensus that a lot of the times it comes down to the teacher in terms of how sensitive they are, how aware they are, um, and the policies they employ within their classrooms, which obviously is an issue because there will always be teachers who do not want to treat students with the respect they deserve. And so I think it's pretty important to have administrative level policies about that. But also speaking of differences in the classroom and experiences in the classroom, there's also the issue of representation in the classroom in addition to this just rules and resources. As I mentioned earlier, some states have proposed or passed bills that prevent teachers from mentioning any issues of gender or sexuality. But to a certain extent, it kind of seems like these issues aren't being discussed in schools anyway. So I'd like to know if you feel like you learn about queer people or history in your classes, specifically thinking about social studies and English classes, because I think those are subject areas where it would be more relevant. I mean, the short answer to that is pretty much no. For social studies especially, there's really just no real conversation about uh, queer people or queer history. Like even if you go into like the very modern history classes, because my school has a class that teaches like 60s through like 90s, I think, if I'm remembering correctly. Even in that class, they don't super get into it. For your English classes, there's a little bit more of it to where it's just like, oh, this author may or may not have been queer. Or this piece of writing may or may not have queer undertones. It's kind of up to your interpretation. And then it's kind of left there without further comment. But there's no real, like, reading into it. There's no real, like, oh, doing things that are expressly LGBT or queer or pointing out any sort of that history or culture or literature within schools. It's just not something that really comes up in that sense. There's There's always things that seem to be, as I think the school would put it, more heavily prioritized above those things. Yeah, I agree with Connor. I see it a lot more in um, English classes. Like I, t- I took AP Lang this year and in that class we analyzed like a lot of speeches and a lot of like rhetorical devices. So um, like there would be a, a queer speaker and like it was just kind of mentioned like, oh yeah, this person is queer. It wasn't like taught because they were, but it was just kind of like along the side, like, oh yeah, like just that little bit of representation, which is better than nothing, but like still it's not something that is like built into the curriculum. Like this needs to be taught. As far as like history, I don't think I've been taught. I think we, we did one thing on Harvey Milk and that was it. Um, otherwise, I haven't really learned anything else about um, anybody queer recently, like in the last few years at the high school level at all. I think, again, it a lot of the times does come down to what the teacher is willing to teach unless there is 
a bill like we've talked about that will restrict what they are allowed to teach. And when it does come down to individual teachers, I think a lot of them choose not to teach a very diverse history or don't even realize that it's something they should be considering. So the last main issue I'd like to discuss, which is going to cover probably a lot, is the topic of school climate and belonging. Middle and high schools are rarely seen as like pinnacles of openness and acceptance. And a lot of the times this manifests in insensitive teachers and homophobic students and an overall lack of resources like we talked about. For example, in Kentucky, less than 20% of schools have clubs for LGBTQ students. Um, And even when they exist, these clubs can feel like uncomfortable or dangerous to join. Um, The middle schooler I talked to shared that the Pride Alliance that used to exist and meet sporadically at their school has pretty much faded away. And even when it did exist, joining that kind of club was kind of like outing yourself to the whole school um, if you were closeted or questioning, because even though it's called like the Gay Straight Alliance or the Gender Sexuality Alliance, it's pretty much presumed that everyone who joins is not actually straight. And so they were saying that that's not necessarily a valid option for them to join. And again, this issue is not something that many schools care about or even aware are even aware of. And I'd love to hear your personal opinions and experiences um, on the matter. Firstly, do you feel like homophobia and transphobia is a common issue among students at your school? Um, and do you feel like the administration or teachers address it at all? Um, I think it is common, but it isn't like prominent in our school. Um, it like it happens, but it's I think there are more people on like, I don't know, like the side of um, like being accepting of like all people at our school, at least. And so like there is some homophobia, but also there's like people, a lot more people who are accepting and teachers who are willing to help out. And I think that the administration doesn't do as much to like prevent it, but like it's not a serious, serious issue at our school, at least um, that I've noticed in the last few years. I mean, I'll add to that too, that it's common in the sense that I think a lot of students can point out at times where it's just like, oh, this thing happened that was like definitely transphobic or like definitely homophobic that another student did. And that wasn't okay. And that's certainly true. But in the same breath, I think the vast majority of students at my school are not actively transphobic or homophobic at all. I think most of them are pretty accepting. Or if they're not, they keep it to themselves, which that's all anyone can really ask for sometimes. And so really just dealing with that uh, every now and again is less of an issue. I don't think anyone is really getting beaten up for being gay nowadays at least in my school i might be wrong on that but i just don't think that is the case i don't think anyone is expressly targeted because they are queer but i also don't think that it's all hunky-dory and that everyone is super cool and not doing anything homophobic ever i think there's a bit of a mixed situation there and sometimes the minority is quite vocal about how they feel about some things, and it's not always fun to hear. In terms of teachers and like their personal beliefs, do you feel like your teachers create an environment in their classrooms that is safe for LGBTQ plus students? Or conversely, do they make students feel unsafe? Um, and kind of just, I guess what I'm getting at with that question is, do you feel like teachers let their personal beliefs 
impact the way they treat students? And also, are those personal beliefs like evident to you? And do they make people uncomfortable? That was kind of a long way to ask that question. I have one teacher who makes um, us feel uncomfortable and definitely shares a lot of their personal beliefs in our class. And that is not good. But they're like three, <laughs> three out of um, four of them are very, very accepting. Um, and like, it's, it's very good. Like, I mean, they are very accepting. They're very, like, very accepting, very, like, um, enthused to, like, talk about things also. So, like, that is great um, in that sense. But um, that one teacher, there's been several incidents where they've dead name a student, and I don't even know how they knew their dead name because it's not on Infinite Campus. And, like, it's just kind of like it seems intentional. It might not be, but it just does not seem okay. And it's, it just kind of like everyone kind of just like is a weird feeling in that room a lot and it's just not it's not great but that's like one of the only only instances I can think of where that's a problem although I know there are some other teachers who share those beliefs with that teacher and sometimes we'll come in and just talk in the middle of class and like talk about random things that aren't involved within the class period and like this is kind of related to the like unrelated to this but you know it's just kind of like you can tell that they do not agree with this kind of lifestyle in quotes like it's not really something that they are a fan of and don't want to see in the classroom even though it's none of their business to like look at or to get their opinion on because they're in a position of power so that's my experience i'll jump in really quickly and say i've had this same teacher as kira um and this is a stem teacher like not even a social studies or english teacher so there's really not any reason that they're kind of like philosophical beliefs or like there's no reason for that to be permeating the classroom really and so it kind of does show a little bit of prejudice um, or at least just complete lack of caring and understanding um, that they that that impacts the class experience when it's really not something that is at all related to the class. I'll also add to this is that like a lot of students in my school kind of know who's good and who isn't like teachers will kind of say up front like hey my classroom is a safe space like if you need anything you can come to me hint hint wink wink like it's for some teachers it's very clear and then for other teachers they don't make it immediately obvious but they when talking sometimes about their personal beliefs or when there's downtime in the classroom and they're just like talking to other students there are certain elements of the way that they talk about different ideas in the way that they talk about current events and what current events they focus on uh, that definitely send the message to career students of like, hey, I'm probably not the person for you, which is fine. Not every teacher needs to be. And I don't think any teacher, at least from my experience or from anyone that I've talked to in my school has been like, oh yeah, my uh, teacher went up to the front of the classroom and said a slur. Like, I don't think that's really happening. But it's definitely a situation to where you to where you have different levels of like acceptance, and some teachers are very great and nice and upfront, and then some teachers are a bit more subtle in the way that they're kind of showing like, "Hey, I'm not your person. I don't really agree with the lifestyle. I will treat you as well as I can as a student, and I will be respectful of you or at least give you." a little bit of common decency, maybe not as much as you deserve, but a little bit, and we'll work from there. But ultimately, once again, it's just such a classroom by classroom situation to where it's hard to say anything firm and like 
give broad strokes ideas. I think most teachers are accepting, but there's a lot of variation and texture in that. I will say kind of talking about like knowing which teachers are safe. um, At some point before I was a freshman at my school, so probably five years ago or more, um, teachers, I assume, were like given the option of putting up these little stickers in their windows that have like a little rainbow triangle and say like safe space on them basically just to say hey I'm I'm not going to judge you or out you or anything um this is a safe place for you and I don't know what we've been through a lot of principles and I don't know which principal maybe spearheaded that or if it was a teacher that um was in charge of kind of making sure those were available. But we've also had a, like a lot of teacher changeover since then. And so I do think it would be really nice if we could kind of maybe refresh those um, so that newer teachers have the opportunity to put those up and it's clear to students where is safe for them. I'll add to that too, that like um, school has had a similar thing with like the safe space triangles. They don't really happen as much anymore. I think they hand them out like, once and then like you said with teacher turnover and whatnot they just haven't really been used and I think some teachers have felt uh, increasing pressure to take them down despite their beliefs not changing because of recent events which is not fun. I know that we a few teachers have pride flags like in their room or there's some in the hallway um, and I think that is nice like there hasn't been any problems with that that I know of like just people like being upset about that but um, it's I think it's it's nice to see that like that like that group of people is is accepting and like knowing that you can talk to that person who is like in a position of power or someone who can like help you out um, like as an adult, which is nice to just know that you have that person. So sort of piggybacking off of this discussion of teachers, do you know if there are any openly LGBTQ teachers at your school? And if there are, do you feel like this kind of shapes the school climate um, for queer students specifically? Okay, I got words. I can on think this. of at least two in our school. Oh, sorry. I can think of at least two in our school, and they are both like willing to talk about it, and like are not ashamed. Like, because I think I've had some teachers before who have mentioned something like that, and they've been a little like afraid to talk about it just because. I mean, I understand like you don't want students spreading rumors or you know like your teacher peers and other fellow like coworkers talking about you or anything. So, but like having that person who is older than you and like is openly um, like gay and aware of like themselves and just very like proud of themselves was nice to see like it's nice to have a kind of role model in the school setting because you don't really see like much of that in a rural community and to have those two people like at least those two people um, in our school is pretty cool. On my end uh, I've had exactly zero teachers that have been out uh, at my schools and there has been one that has told me privately about their sexuality and it wasn't straight. So that was neat. But really, uh, not having out teachers isn't the best, because I find that that often leads to students kind of rumor milling on uh, teacher sexualities of like, oh, she's such a lesbian, there's no way that she's not. And like, you can tell because like, she doesn't have a wedding ring on, like she's miss. she does xyz things about her personal life like oh she does this she does that and it's like well that's a little weird for you to be talking about your teacher like that and be like oh she's such a lesbian oh he's so gay 
whatever when you have literally no idea what their personal life is like like that and so but from what i've seen schools that have out teachers tend to have less of that and so when that is the case i think it is nice for teachers to be out because it kind of almost protects the other teachers in a way from that sort of not harassment but definitely getting looks and conversations from different students yeah and it's it's kind of a an endless feedback loop right because like you've got if teachers know that like students are spreading rumors and kind of nasty about it then like why would they want to be out to their students if that's gonna like make their students not respect them or just be jerks and then that creates like less awareness and sensitivity on behalf of students and like queer students maybe don't feel as safe or as um, represented and then they need role models but the role models will not present themselves because again there's not a good culture of understanding and acceptance and I feel like it keeps coming back to this but like if at the administrative level or I mean amazingly in an ideal world at the legislative level in in a different Kentucky maybe um if we can get regulations and mostly just education I think kind of stems that loop of like it's not accepting so people won't come out and then it becomes less accepting because no one's out and so on and so forth but I think that's everything I have set out to discuss for tonight if anyone has final thoughts, feel free to share. But I do want to kind of end us on an oldie but a goodie for some of our roundtables. And that is, um, what is one thing you would say to parents, teachers, and legislators who might be listening about this issue? I'll actually take this moment to harp on um, the role model point and point to some of the research that shows that whether a student is gay or trans or whatever, if a student is queer at all, having a role model significantly reduces their chances of experiencing anxiety, depression, self-harm, and suicide. And so having those role models, especially if they're teachers or just prominent figures in someone's life, if they're queer, is so, so, so critical because that feeling of being alone while being queer and feeling like you're the only person that is uh, queer where you are is hard and it's very real. It shows up more often than people like to admit. And so just knowing that there are other people like that out there can be such an important thing. And knowing that there are other people that are successful out there like that, that are in one's life and in one's world can be a huge boon to survival on a fundamental level. And so I think just acknowledging the space of like, hey, gay people exist and sometimes they're in your community and that's just kind of how it is. That's a start. And that's kind of where you start seeing acceptance come in, where you start seeing people getting more comfortable with stuff because they understand other people on a fundamental level. And when the other people are also gay, it becomes easier for people to accept it. It becomes easier for their gay students to kind of see themselves in that person. I know that's a heavy load, but it's important to have that in communities. Yeah, I completely agree with Connor. Yeah, (laughs) that. And also like that you just, you can't 
stop students from like expressing their true identity like it is not something that you can shut down by like banning what you can teach and what you can't teach so like it's just not something that's going to go away and it's something that needs to stay and like needs to be talked about and needs to just be accepted like more just in the classroom and schools all across the country as like different levels like it's just yeah like Hannah was saying you need the you need um like supportive people and people in positions of power that like you know that show students that it's okay to be gay it's okay to be out and you have support like you have uh, people that will back you up and it's just like yeah providing resources for those students and not taking them away that's just not going to make anything better um like it's just yeah because everyone all of our students are important like I think it doesn't matter what their identity is they're all our students they're all like American students Kentucky students it's just important that we take care of them and their needs um, no matter what their identity is and this is well, something that's all. been done to death a lot, but uh, one thing that keeps coming to is just, like, we don't really want to make, like, the straight students gay. That's not really the goal. Uh, your straight student is not going to suddenly uh, become gay. Like, your little 13-year-old uh, guy is not going to be like, ooh, I'm suddenly really into dudes because I learned about who gay people are. Uh, that's not how that works. but it helps the gay student and it helps the gay seventh grader realize kind of more about who they are and figure out that like, Hey, there are other people and that's okay. to it's okay for me to be like that. And I don't need to kill myself because I like other men or I don't need to kill myself because I like people that aren't straight or that are women or who, whoever, I don't need to do that where it's okay for me to exist in a society it's okay for me to be alive and to be who I am and that's okay and so once again just if you were a parent of a straight student you should still support career education because like hey your kid's gonna have to like engage with gay people later in life They're, they should probably know like how to like talk to them without being a terrible person because that's how you get fired from like a job and then if you're parent or a teacher of a gay student you should really be fighting for it too because sometimes it literally is a matter of life and death so thank you both for being here and i believe that's all we have thank you everyone who's listening for listening to get schooled please subscribe share the episode and leave a review also be sure to follow the kentucky student voice team on instagram twitter and facebook that's at KY Stew Voice Team. Also, be sure to check out our blog, which is studentvoiceforum.org. Is there anything going on in your school or area that you want us to cover? Be sure to let us know at podcast at kystewvoiceteam.org. That's podcast at kystewvoiceteam.org. See you all next time for another episode of Get Schooled. Thank you.